Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah Daf Yomi Yishur. Today's Yishur is Daf Tetva. We will begin on Yudalit. Amubet, towards the bottom of the page. Amar of Nachman, of Nachman said, Chulda Haita. We know that Chulda, one of the Nivyot, was a uh, descendant of Yehoshua. How do we know? When it says Bnei Banav, it doesn't mean a grandson, obviously, because she's not a grandson at all. She's a granddaughter. It means a descendant of Yehoshua. Tiv Hacha Ben Chachas, Tiv Hatam Anyone who would like to donate uh, the zechut of the class is welcome to call seven one eight two one three three six eight one and uh, get the opportunity. Eight Rev Ena Saba the Rev Nachman. Kohanim Yatsu Melacha, sorry, Shiva Nevi'im Vehem Kohanim Yatsu Melacha Vazona. There were eight Kohanim who who were um, Nevi'im who came from Rachav. Now Rachav, of course, was a lady who was a Zona in the time of Yoshua. She ended up giving over the city Yericho to Yoshua. She converted, and we're telling you now that there were not. Eight prophets who came out from her. Ve'elohen, Miriah, Baruch, Shiraiah, Machseiah, Yirmiah, Chilkiah, and Chalamel, and Shilem. Ve'shalom. All those people were from Rachav. Yehuda Omer, Af Chuda Neviyah, Mimnei Manav Shorachav. He says, Add a ninth one, Chulda. How do we know? Ktiv Hacha, Ben Tikvah, so therefore, the word tikva is referring to both uh, the rope and ben tikva is called chuda. So therefore, I'm telling you, she's the chuda, the daughter of Rachav who had the rope. Rav Nachman told him. Ain't a you old person. The others say he told him, Patya Uchma, you're a black vessel. Right? We need we not to stay right there. Now we can figure out what's right. It's Gaya Venesvi Yoshua. So he wants to say that Yoshua married Rechav. Because Ravena Saba asked um, Yoshua, how could it be from. Sorry, he asked from Nachman, how could she be from Yoshua if we already said that she's from Rechav? We're answering that it's Gaya Venesvi Yoshua. Yoshua married Rechav. Uh, and therefore. It comes from both. According to this, Yeshua is also married to Rechav. Very interesting. We said before that Yeshua. Okay, good. Did Yeshua really have children? When we're discussing his family in Devreyamim, we mentioned Nun Yeshua. We stop over there. How can we not mention his kids? 
he only had daughters, not sons. And therefore, we didn't mention his daughters because we're only mentioning the male children, but he did have descendants, and this is from the descendants. Okay, we understand that they, we have it clear. But we had mentioned that there were eight people, right? Neraya is the father of Baruch. Chilkiah, Shalom, and Rachsayu are fathers of, of Chanamel, Sinaya, and Yirmiyah. But how do we know that the fathers were also Nevi'im? Kid'u Ula, we could follow like Ula. Because again, we had eight people, four of them we knew, the four we didn't know. Says the Gemara, Kid'u Ula, like Ula. Ta'amar Ula. Komakom Shishmo V'Shem Aviv B'Nevu'at. Anytime we mention the, the, the Navi's name and his father's name in the Nevu'at, we know that he's Navi ben Navi. Shemov lo shemimov. If we mention his name without his father's name, If we don't mention his father's name, that means his father wasn't Navi. Another rule he says, Shemov mefurash. If we mention him in the name of where, where he comes from, We know that's where he's from. Obviously, we mention the city. That's where he's from. Shemov lo If we mention his name without the name of the city. Then we adore Shum Yishlam. We know it's from Yishlam. We matita tani. We learn in the Brayta. Kol Shema Asav Maaseh Avutav Sitzimim. Any time he has his actions and an action of his of his father's Sitzimim, which means let's say you don't know what the guys like, and you don't know what his father's like. We mentioned both people. We don't know what they like. We don't know if they're good people or not. Ufrata Katu Beechad Beemshin LaShevach. And we tell you something good about one of them. Right, go on. Devar Hashem Hashem Hayah El Tzafanya Ben Kushi Ben Gedalia. We know that Hashem was Hashem came to Tzafanya, the son of Kushi, son of Gedalia, and we see that he was a Navi. So we know that all the guys we do Hashem Tzadik Ben Tzadik. We know that all the people listed besides Tzafanya also Tzadikim because they mentioned as Ben Ben Ben. We could have left them out. We mentioned there to tell you that they're similar. If we tell you about one of the people in the line of ancestry, that one of them is negative, then, this guy, Ishmael, ben Netanya ben Elishama, came to kill Gedaliah ben Achikam, right, that's Son Gedaliah, when he got killed, so the guy, Ishmael ben Netanya ben Elishama, guess what, not just Ishmael is a, is a murderer, his whole family were bad people as well, Amar of Nachman, Malachai, who was supposed to be the last Navi, Zem Mordechai. It's really Mordechai. So whenever you read something from Malachai, you should know you're reading from Mordechai Sadiq. Why is it called Mordechai? Malachai, Melech. He's the second to the king. He's like the king. Malachai. Says, How could it be? We have a bright. Says, Baruch ben Niriah. And Shraya ben Masya. And Daniel. Mordechai Bilshan, that's our Mordechai. Chagai, Zechaya, Umalachai, all these people, Kulanet Nabubish, not Shtayim, Daryavish. They all prophesied in the second year of Daryavish. Now, when you list Mordechai, Balshan, together with Malachai, that means they can't be the same person. To Yufta, you're right, it can't be him. Tanya, you learn to Brayta. Amar Vishuban Kocha. Malachai is the Ezra. Malachai is really Ezra. Malachai Shemor, the real name was Malachai. Now, 
That's the brighter. The brighter has two opinions, one saying Ezra, and the other one saying that <laughs> Malachi's name is really Malachi. It's not just a nickname, it's really his name. Says the Gemara. Amar of Nachman. Mistaber commanded Amar Malachi's words that likely that it's actually Ezra, who it is. Why? Because Malachi is known for avoiding intermarriage, as it says. Yehuda rebelled and did a disgusting thing. They married. They had married Goyim wives. Since we see Malachi said that, and we know that Ezra was known for stopping intermarriage, Ezra Dechtiv, so we see that their actions seem the same. It's likely that they're the same person. There were four women who were very, very beautiful. Yesterday they asked the question, what's the point of mentioning beauty? It's still a question, but we're pointing out that the, 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 some of the greatest women in the world were beautiful. It could be the reason why we're mentioning the beauty of these sadikot, even though, of course, the greatness of them is not their beauty, is specifically for that. Because these women were given a test by Hashem. They could focus on the beauty, or they could focus on being a sadikot. Very often, it's a distract. It's very distracting to a woman. If she has great beauty and everyone's um, lauding her for her beauty, for her to be focused on becoming a sadikot is not so easy. And yet, that seems to be a, a, a trait of these great tzaddikim. Sarah, Avigayel, Rechav, and Esther. Says the Gemara. Now, Rechav, of course, perhaps not, if you learned that she was a Zonah before, and maybe she did Teshuvah, but it's also part of the Teshuvah. Ulaman da'ama Esther v'yekrateta. According to the one who says that Esther was actually green, and therefore, it was only a... Uh, and And therefore... We just asked you a question over here. Uh, we answered it. You missed it. Okay? And therefore, we're saying that she wasn't so beautiful. Therefore, Mafik Esther would take out Esther. Umayal Vashti. Put Vashti in there. Actually, Vashti was actually very, very beautiful. And we'll put her in also. And that fits very, very well with the shot that we just said. Tanur Abanam, we learnt. Rachav Bishma Zinta. Rachav caused people to sin with just mentioning her name. Yael was Yael, not one of the four list, listed on, on the thing, but when you, when, you heard, when you heard her voice, you wanted, you, a person would, would uh, be pushing Zenut. Avigail, when you remember her, and Michal Bachul, when you saw Michal Bachul also. Amar Bitzak, anyone mentioned Rachav twice, right away, Zera would come out of him. I say Rachav all the time, nothing happens to me. 
I'm only talking about somebody who actually either slept with her or knew her, but not someone who just mentions her name. Doesn't that doesn't cause you to have Zera come out of you? No, so you have to have to know. But if you knew her, then it, w- it would work. Is this? I know I'm a little late, but is this the same? Like, uh, is it uh, like Yael was uh, was like a, a good person? No, of you guys. Excellent. Was a good person, no? Excellent. So why why are they leading people to you know? We're telling you about their natural abilities. We mentioned before. You had, we mentioned your question before, and I'm sorry. Huh. And we mentioned that. The, the question of what's the point of focusing on their physical points and we said perhaps the point is that normally a woman could uh, gets very very flattered when someone talks about their beauty and it's very hard for them to focus on other things, on other things and they end up uh, building that up and not doing a, not focusing on themselves one of the things that these great ladies had in common is that Hashem gave them a test of, of absolutely crazy beauty and yet, they were all focused not on the beauty, but yet on becoming great tzaddikit. So now, would they be responsible for any of these sins that were committed because of it? Cause like, uh, I, I I would suppose only if, only if they're uh, being, um, only if they're being negligent, but if not, not if they're doing whatever they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Mordechai died Kol Shenasa. Mordechai knew whatever was happening. It says that Mordechai knew what was going on, and he cried a bitter cry. <coughs> My Amar, what what was the cry that Mordechai said? Rav Amar, Gava Haman Mechashrosh. Haman has more Gava than Achashrosh. He wants to get rid of the Jews. Shmuel says, Gavar Malkal Ilaa Mimalkatata. Shmuel says that Hashem. Got ruled by the lower king, which means that that Achashverosh is ruling Hashem. Hashem gave in to Achashverosh and allowed him to make a decree against the Jews. That's Mordechai's yelling. And then it says that when when uh, Esther heard what happened, isn't, isn't that like a lack of uh, a lack of amuna? It doesn't make sense. How, how is he saying that, that Hashem is listening to this lower king to make a decree on us? He he knew that Hashem actually was listening, and he knew what was going on in Shemayim. And he knew that Hashem was listening, and this was his way of getting the Jews to do teshuvah. Ah, he's crying to the. I thought he was just in, crying like, to the Jews. No, he's no, he's crying out to the Jews. Mm-hmm. But and it says that Esther was titchachal. We'll assume that word, what that word means. Amarav Rav says when she heard the news, she got a period. She needed the bathroom. She had diarrhea, but phys- physically. By hearing that Mordechai was mourning, but Esther Hatach, Esther called Hatach to call Mordechai. Amarav Hatach Zu Daniel is actually Daniel. They cut him down from his great position, because under Belshazzar and Nebuchadnezzar and Darius and Koresh he was big, and Achashverosh had him in the kingdom, but he wasn't as high. So called Hatach because he was cut. Shmuel Amar, she called him Melchut Nechtachin Apiv. Shmuel says, no, they didn't lower him. Actually, all the royal affairs were decided by him, so he called Hatach from deciding. Machloket, if Daniel was in the same position. Regardless, Daniel, they're both agreeing that, that, that Hatach was Daniel. She sent, that Esther sent Hatach, Ladat Mazeh Va'al Mazeh, which is seemingly a double Lashon. What does it mean, Mazeh Va'al Mazeh? Amar Yitzchak, she sent a message. Maybe the Jews 
uh, went against the five books of the Torah, it says about them, on both sides they are written on the Luchot. Okay. That's what, maybe it was, a, it, was a, it was a hint message. Why did they go against the Chavashayach of Torah? Correct. They had, you know, when they said, she sent a message to Mordechai, she's saying, could it be, she was actually, she wasn't just asking, what, what are you doing? She was actually asking, did the Jews go against the Torah? Is that why this decree is there? Okay? They told Mordechai the words of Esther, says the Gemara, it says that they told Mordechai that Esther didn't want to go into Achashverosh and said, wait till it get called in. But Hatach, who's Daniel, he didn't want to go tell Mordechai the response. When someone messes up, Daniel knew that Esther was messing up by not going. going, by not offering to go in, which Mordechai was about to blast her for it, and say that you'll be, you know, you'll be forgotten from all the Jews, and you'll lose your position. But, when someone is messing up, you don't want to send the message, and therefore they send somebody else, not Hatach, to go bring the message. Yeah. So, sorry, on, on this real quick, uh, when she said he's going up against the Tachamishayach Hom Torah, isn't that always the, the case, if you're like, well, it could be that this is a decree that the Jews are going to get out of. It's a decree from Shemaim, even though we're keeping the Torah. And uh, Hashem is just sending us a decree in order to... Sometimes we didn't do anything wrong. It's just... Uh, it was undeserved, and yet Hashem will take us out of it. But, but uh, here, it was actual, an actual real decree in Shemaim. That's what she's asking. Uh-huh. Okay. She said, Go gather all the Yudim and fast for me for three days. And I'm going to go into the king, Ashilokidat, which is against the law. Now, Lokidat sounds like the laws of the country, because you're not allowed to walk into the king without permission. But really, we're telling you she was talking about something else. Amar Abba, Shilokidat, it's against our religion. Every day, whenever she had relations with, with Ahasuerus, it was always be honest. She was, she was compelled to, and therefore she wasn't Asur. And now, I'm going in willingly. And therefore, says the Gemara, therefore, just like I'm lost, I'm lost. Just like I, I got lost in my father's house. Now I'm going to be lost from you. By Esther walking into Achashosh voluntarily, she could no longer go back to Mordechai, who we had said before that she had gone from Achashosh to sleep with Mordechai all the time. At this point, she will no longer be allowed to, because by going into Achashosh willingly, we're assuming he had relations with her. And therefore... Oh. That would make her Asur and her husband, and at that point she's Asur. And she was in willingly? Correct. Uh-huh. And she, avati, avati. Just like I got lost in my house, I'm lost from you as well. Does that mean she gets a, like a divorce from Mordechai? Or? I guess a divorce, doesn't say she got divorced, but she can no longer, uh, a woman who, sin, who sins, a married woman who sins voluntarily is Asur and her husband forever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, of course, you know, there's definitely, uh, you know, a question, she's going to save the Jews, the Jews are going to kill, the Jews are going to blah, 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 but they, they talk about that. Okay, good. Vayavor Mordechai, Amarav, Shehevir Yom Rishon Shel Pesach Petanit. Rav says that the first day of Pesach passed with the fest. Vayavor Mordechai, Mordechai uh, transgressed. What does that mean? That means on the first day of Pesach, 
The Jews are fasting. You're not allowed to fast. The three-day fast that Mordechai said, including the first day of Pesach. That, that's Vayavor. Shmuel Amar Da'avar Aruk Mademaya. He, he, he crossed a pool of water. Vayavor Mordechai means he just crossed over a pool. doesn't mean that he crossed. Doesn't, does not refer to uh, any transgression, but rather a physical crossing of a body of water to get the Jews. Machlok, Vayavor, whether it means physically passing something or halachically transgressing something. Shmuel is just saying it's just. It doesn't mean that he. It doesn't mean anything. Correct. Well, it means it's just a physical thing. It's not a. No, no. Okay. It was on the third day Esther put on royal clothes. Why did it say, why did it say that she put on malchut? It should say she put on clothes and left, the word, left out the word begadim. Why did it say she put on royalty? As we mentioned before, this was our original proof that Esther was a queen. We said that she put on Ruach HaKodesh, Ktiv HaKav HaTilbash, Ruach Lavshat Amshai. So we see that Ruach HaKodesh was with Esther when she went in. Don't have, don't let, a, don't, never let a, the Baracha of a regular guy be, be light in your eyes. David and Daniel got blessed from regular people and it worked. David was blessed by Anava. Remember Anava and Melch? And Anava told the king, Hashem will accept you. And Hashem accepted him and stopped the plague that was going to call Yisrael. Daniel, the Barche Daryavish, Daniel was blessed by Daryavish Tiktiv, Elohecha, the Ant Palach Levetrad, who Yeshua's Menach. When Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, Daryavish didn't really want to throw him in. The actual lion's den? Uh huh. Yeah, Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. They made a rule that no one's allowed to pray to their God, specifically to try to knock out Daniel. They were jealous of him. And Daniel ignored it and prayed every day. And they came in and caught him praying in the act. And Daryavish was very, very upset. He didn't want to lose Daniel as, as his top advisor. So he said this, that Hashem, who you pray to every day, should save you from this. And when he threw him in, he actually got saved. Then the people who threw him in said, uh, ah, the lions weren't hungry. They said, oh yeah? And that was the end of them. They threw him in, and that was the end of them. Wow. Yeah. So, but that, here we see that the Berachah of Hedyot works. Don't let the curse of a regular guy be nothing in your eyes. Because told Sarah, Here it's a covering of your eyes. When the came as that, it came out with the kids. Says when Yisak got old, his eyesight was low, and that's why he. What did say? gave her money. He was he was upset that she hadn't told him she was married, and he gave her money as a kesut enaim. Some understand that means that um, to turn the other way to close your eyes. One shot of kesut enaim is that since I have seen you, therefore I have to give it to you, give you money to pay you for the embarrassment of seeing you. But the other shot over here we're learning here yeah. is kesut enaim is the covering of your eyes, meaning you covered my eyes, Hashem should cover your eyes. Yeah. And that's what happened to her kids, that her kids were blind. Hashem is not like humans. Humans, 
person puts a pot on the, on the stove, and then you put water in it. Then he puts the pot around it. Hashem puts the water and then the pot. Okay. Okay. And that's it. And that's it. That Hashem puts water in the pot. Because the pasuk says, "Vayalin nesiim mikseh haaretz, v'lekimu matalatza." So it sounds like. He bring, he finishes off by bringing the clouds. So first he brings the water, then he puts the clouds to put the water in. Okay, nothing connected to other things, just the same rabbis. So I'm going to be a, just the same rabbis. It's not a connected to what we said. If you say something in the name of the person who said it, if you heard a pshat and you say it in the name of the person who said it as opposed to quoting in your own name, you bring... Redemption to the world. How do we know? You give credit or you don't you give do credit? Give, do give credit. Because Esther told the king that Bigtan and Tedesh wanted to kill him, but he, they, she said it in the name of Mordechai. And by mentioning the name of Mordechai, that yeah. saved all the Jews. Had she mentioned herself, it wouldn't have saved the Jews. When a Sadiq is lost, it's lost forever. The guy lost the pearl. Wherever it is, it's a, it's a pearl. It only got lost to its owner. And therefore, we're telling you that the soul of a Sadiq is great wherever it is. The generation loses him. But, 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 but the Sadiq is not lost. When we lose the Sadiq, right, it's fine for the Sadiq, it's bad for us. Uh, we had him, but the pearl is a pearl. Now, Haman says, all this is not worth it to me as long as I see Mordechai, all his wealth. When Mordechai was sitting in the king's gate, he said, all this is not worth to me. Mordechai comes from his wealth. And Haman came, he came from poverty. Amra Papa. They called Haman the slave who was sold for bread, which means what, what, the reason why he was so bothered by seeing Mordechai there is because previously in his lifetime Haman had been very very poor, mm-hmm. and he needed to he needed bread and he had no bread, so he came. To, it could be that some say that it means that. Uh, he was a general, and he lost all his provisions for his soldiers, and he had to come to Mordechai, the other general, in order to get provisions for his soldiers, because he had squandered his food. Mordechai only agreed to give it to him on condition that he sold himself as a slave to Mordechai. So Mordechai was actually the master, officially, of Haman, even though he subsequently became a huge, huge man, but at the time he was poverty. So by seeing Mordechai around, it, remo- it reminded Haman of his previous ineptitude, and therefore... Uh, that's why he says that all this is not worth me if I still see Mordechai around because uh, just seeing the guy who uh, who knows about my my origin and my my downfall caused me pain. Uh, 
asked him or didn't he? It was because he was like uh, Haman was starving and wanted to, what's it correct. Called? Either Haman was starving or his soldiers were starving. So there's two ways to understand it. The Chose and the Shaveli. All this is not worth anything to me. That he had all he had a record of all his treasures on his heart. He was a very, very wealthy man, and he had a record of all of them on his heart. He said, All this, meaning all all his list of assets are not worth anything. In the future, Hashem will be a crown on the head of every Sadiq. Hashem will be a crown of beauty. What does it mean? Those who do his will and those who await his glory. You might be for anyone who does it. Person who makes himself like a remnant, which means if you're humble, then Hashem will be glory for you. Uh, what's that? A remnant? Remnant. Oh. Remnant. Leftover. Mm-hmm. Meaning humble. You'll be a spirit of judgment. This is a person who judges his yetzerah. Meaning he, he doesn't just do whatever he wants. No, is this reading it or no? No, that's Tosfot. Oh, okay. Okay? Right. Oh, well, it's Rashi on both sides? It's Rashi on both sides. The Tosfot got stuck in the middle, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay? Mishpat. This is the guy who judges his Yetzer. Right? Right? Mishpat. sit in judgment. This is a person who does true judgment. This a guy who's fighting the battles of Torah. Sheira to the gate. People who go to the gate are the the who get up early to go to shul, right? Anyone who gets up early to go to shul. Amram told said in front of Hashem. So the, what's the difference between these Jews and the other Jews? Which means why are the Jews being rewarded? More than other people who are also humble. The Jews learn Torah, the Goyim don't. So, 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 what do you mean? They also drink, they also stumble in judgment. And the word Paku always refers to Gehinam. That's what Avigail told David. Don't let this become, be a puka for you. We're saying, which means don't let it get you gehinam. Remember, Avigaya told him. Remember that. Ve'en pilila el adayanim, and pilila means judges. It says that you have to pay bepilim with the judges, and therefore we see that a person could get judged to go to gehinam. Okay, now back to the Megillah. It says that Esther stood in the inner courtyard of the king. Before she went into him, she went into the inner courtyard of the king, right? She's going to get herself, you know, she's putting herself at risk. And she stood in the courtyard, inner courtyard. When she got to the chamber of idols, she had put on Ruach HaKodesh. When she got to his idol room, she lost the Ruach HaKodesh. Okay? Amra, she said, Eli, Eli, Lama Azabtani. She said, God, God, why have you abandoned me? Shema Tadan at Shugeg Mazin. You're treating me, who is Shogeg, like a Mazid. 
Bal Ones and me going in uncursed as if I went unwillingly. Oshema Al Shikanatif Kalev. Maybe you're leaving me because I called him a dog. She said, save me from the sword, from the grip of this dog. She's calling Ahashosh a dog, and maybe that's why Hashem left her. She called him an Aryeh. She said, save me from the mouth of the lion. I guess... Where, where does it say these? Like, uh, it's not a Nagada. Okay, so these are written in the in the Tehillim. Eli, Eli, Lama Azabtani is in Tehillim. And that's reference to... to yeah, Esther, it's, what, it's what Esther had said mm-hmm. when she went in. Tehillim Chapet. Okay? That, like, yeah, that whole thing is... is, is, is it, we're, we're explaining that whole uh, chapter of Tehillim as what Esther said on, on her way into... And, and this was like passed down to David or Ruach HaKodesh David? Uh, it can't be passed down to David because David is older than us. So I, uh, how did like... <laughs> I know I was getting myself into a question over here. Yeah, I, was, I was noticing that you didn't ask it before because you're asking it. <laughs> like, David is way, way older than Esther. Yeah. David is in the first Beth of right, Before the first Beth of Mikash. And kid. Esther is after, so she's about 500 years before him. Was it like a Nebuah? Like? I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. So David was a Navi? Yeah. yeah. Seems, I mean, seemingly, Ruach HaKodesh at least. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't know if Ruach HaKodesh in the view is the same, although from Esther it sounded like it was, because it says, we're bringing Ruach HaKodesh as, as, pr- as proof to Nebuah, even though normally you would say not. Right. right. Okay. It says, when the king mentioned Esther HaMakah, Amar B'yochanan, there were three angels at that time. One raised her neck to make her look good. One gave her charm that should want her. And the other one who stretched out the scepter. Because if you don't touch the scepter, they kill you. So this guy saw that she couldn't touch the scepter, and the angel stretched it so she was able to touch it. She couldn't reach it? Yeah, she was too far. Yeah, The rule was... If she, you have to st- touch the scepter to stay alive if you walk in without permission. Uh, she couldn't walk. She couldn't get there, I guess. She was, mm-hmm. was about to get, gonna kill her. So j- just, just uh, sorry. This basically, I and mean, she's going into the king's, to the, to the like where he t- sits on his throne, or yeah. his bedroom, or, or like on his throne. But I guess, the, 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 yeah, I'm assuming that the, the subsequent thing was to the bedroom. Okay, mm-hmm. the kama and how long? It was a two amot long, and the angel stretched it to twelve. But the others say Sheshes said it was sixteen. But the others say I see my went to twenty-four. And the writer says it was sixty amot. So again, all this is how far the shalbit went. We all see in last week's parasha with the arm of Paro's daughter. You also see with the, with the shiner the same with the teeth of the wicked people that Hashem extended their teeth and they got stuck where they are. They say shiner the same shibarta. You broke the teeth of the wicked people. I'm not shakish. You see, shibarta ella shilipkavta. You extended them. The story was that Og Melech Abashan wanted to throw a mountain on the Jews. He picked, he uprooted an entire mountain with his strength, 
and Hashem caused his teeth to extend like tusks and get stuck in the mountain, and he 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 was trapped by the very mountain that he tried to throw in the Jews. That's uh, the extension extension uh, punishment. So you see, the extension can be used for positive and also for negative. And Abba bar Ephron Amar Mishum Rabbi Elazar Sheshama Melabo 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 Matayim that it went actually two hundred amot. Okay. So this is, and that's a tradition. I mean, that's a tradition. It means he got it from his rebbe, who got it from his rebbe, who got it from his rebbe. Oh. Okay. Amara Hamelech, Malach He said, "What do you want? I'll give you up to half the kingdom. Why up to half the kingdom? Chatzim achut, lo komochur. Why not the whole kingdom? She, he's, he's ready, giving her everything. Give her, give her half. Give everything. I'll give you everything." Up to building the Beit Hamikdash. That's what he meant. I have the kingdom, not something that will split the kingdom. Building the Beit Hamikdash will split the kingdom. The king and Haman will come to the Mishnah. Why did she invite Haman? What's the point of Haman? She needs Achashverosh to get rid of the thing. What's the point of bringing Haman to the party? So we have a bunch of different reasons. Reason number one, Rabbi Elazar, he says, Pachim Tablalo, she set a trap for him. She said, The table will be a trap. She's going to trap Haman into saying the wrong things. According to this. So this is a, like, a, like a dinner, basically? She, correct. Is actual she's, dinner? she's making an actual dinner, and she's inviting Haman to the dinner with Achashverosh. Now, according to this, she's inviting him so he doesn't suspect her and anything. He sees that she, she's nice to him. And therefore, he's gonna, his guard will be down and she'll be able to catch him. That's the first reason why she's doing it. Okay? Rishu Amad, she learned from her father, Shneemad, Imra'av Sancha, Halachil Lechem. It says, if your enemy is hungry, give him bread. And therefore we see. Who's Abiha? What? Who's her father's house? Who's that? It's, well, we said she was a Yehudi. That comes from Shalom Melech. Oh. It says that. If you want, if you want to start off with the enemy, invite him over to eat. You're gonna, he's gonna burn. He doesn't want to eat your food, and he has to come. And now you're gonna feed him, and then we're gonna kill him. Right. Right. According to this opinion, it's like a torture. He doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't. He, she said by inviting him, if the king goes against him, then he might rebel against the king. But now that he's invited. He won't rebel and he'll, he'll get killed. Okay. Meaning, otherwise, if she's making a party with the king, uh, uh, he, Haman suspects that she's Jewish. And therefore, if he sees that she's getting close to the king, he might rebel and there'll be a rebellion and then she'll have to be fighting with Hashorosh against Haman. She wants Haman to uh, not rebel and therefore she's inviting him to these private parties. So Haman doesn't know that she's Jewish? I thought, I thought According Haman... to this, Haman might suspect that she might be Jewish. She came from Mordechai's house, after all. And therefore, when she meets with the king, often, that might cause Haman to rebel. So the fact that he's invited to the party prevents that. Uh, and and Achashosh knows she's Jewish, don't know. No, she doesn't know. She never admitted to it. When he says, Chatzia Malchut, like, he's saying that to anyone, even not knowing she's Jewish. She's saying, I don't want anyone to, build, to let the Bethlehem Dash everybody. The whole kingdom, everybody knew about the Bethlehem yes. Dash, and, and... That's what we're saying. Uh-huh. Correct. Okay? Right. We know, man. She invited Haman not to know that she's Jewish. Because that's why, why is she inviting him? It must be she's not Jewish. This way, she'll 
caused doubt in his mind that she's not Jewish. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's according to Yehuda. Rebbe says, "Kedai shelo yomar Yisrael, achot lanu yeshem v'etam l'kush." This is a famous one. And Nehemia holds, he, she didn't do it for any political reasons. She did it for the Jews. She invited Haman for the Jews. Because she didn't want the Jews to say, ah, Esther's in the king, in the palace, she'll work things out. By her inviting Haman, they're going to think that she's a traitor. And therefore they'll pray harder. Otherwise, they won't pray good. Cause, what's going to cause the Jews to pray harder? By me inviting Haman to the palace, they won't know what I'm doing, and they'll have to pray really hard. And this way I'll, I'll, I'll succeed with, with, with their prayers. Okay. Mm-hmm. She invited Haman because she wants to kill him. And it's easier to kill him when he's there. If he's there, it's easier to kill him. Otherwise, you have to find the guy. She, she invited him so Hashem should have mercy on her and make a miracle. Meaning, look, I have to have my enemy here. And Hashem will say, Hazita. And we'll, we'll kill him. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'll smile at Haman and I'll, and I'll make nice to Haman in front of Achashverosh. Achashverosh will get jealous. He'll kill the two of us. And if he kills the two of us, as long as Haman gets killed, we'll be okay. Sure, okay. That's why she's in my is a, will backtrack. And therefore, if, since if, she, if she invites Haman, he'll he get killed quickly. But if, but if we, Haman is not here and he has to be found to be executed, he he might be able to get out of the problem, right? And get himself out of the problem. If he's here, we can quickly uh, execute the execution, and that'll be that. Okay. The Daniel we learned. The king was jealous of him, and she made the other people jealous. Yeah. Rabbah, Rabbah says, gaon. If you want, before you break somebody, you usually have pride. So by giving him this pride, it's it's a sigula that the guy's going to go down. Give, you want the guy to go down, give him a lot of pride first, then the guy will go down. When they're hot, I make their feast. Okay, same idea. That first it goes down like that. Ashkei Rabbah, but Avua, this is Eliyahu. Rabbi Avua met Eliyahu Navi. This is amazing Gemara. Rabbi went to Eliyahu Navi. Avua, Rabbi Avua, one of the Amoraim, met Eliyahu Navi. Okay. Okay. No big deal. Sorry, where is this? Where is, where is the? Okay. Right here. Um, first one on Ashkeche. Ten lines, ten lines from the bottom. All right. Ashkeche, Rabbi Avua, Rabbi Avua met Eliyahu Navi, and he says. What was the right reason? Now I got Eliyahu Navi. I heard all these, re- learned all these reasons. What was the real one? What do you think the answer is? What? She thought of all the reasons. Every single one. Wow. A person can think of many, many reasons to do things. When I ask you why you want to build a new building, I could have six reasons. Esther is a very, very wealthy, very, very wise woman. She had over two dozen reasons in her mind why she wanted to buy the Hajjimosh. The Jews are going to pray harder. The Flesh of Gaon will be around here. All those things have in mind. Don't think. We often put down other people. The question is, you know, we 
ourselves could think of ten reasons why we want to drive down someone's block, right? I want to be concerned street. There's less traffic. I could wave to my sister if she's walking out of the house. I have fifteen different reasons why I go down a block. Right. Esther before she, she we offered her. Well, what was the real reason? What do you mean? What was the real reason? Listen, don't put anyone down. You can think of many reasons. Esther's way greater than you. She can think of twenty-five reasons why she does something. Yeah, yeah they're all true. And they ought to be said. I'm telling you, she thought of every single one. Okay, we'll leave the rest of the place to pen like a man. It's quote or stuff. It's all banal. We're going to stop over here for tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.